Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights Rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. Josh. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, we've been doing recorded media here for about 14 months. Yeah, that sounds about right. 15 months. Um, I want to hear your best uh, radio <laughs> DJ voice. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. That's another episode of Friday Night Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. That sounds a little bit more like a strip club DJ announcer guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what, what's up with that? That was solid. Um, I like that you threw in a little bit of the, uh, like the obnoxious DJ. Yeah, the like morning you, DJ. You started with like what I was going for, like the, like, and I'll, I'll do mine in a moment, but like the really straightforward, like almost. So here's how this started. <laughs> okay. Auntie and I drove to pier last weekend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get to a certain part on, on I-90. Well, I mean, anywhere on I-90, you can find a classic rock station, but uh-huh. the old standboy is big Jim 93, three, Jim. Yeah. Um, great radio station and i just love the the interludes that they have like so that's what like what what i feel like you started with was like the big gym 93.3 but then you kind of like fell into the like hey <laughs> like, <laughs> you kind of slipped into the morning dj um but you know you get you get driving that long and and you know you just kind of start to go kind of like stir crazy and you start uh-huh. like you know doing whatever so I, Angie and I were doing uh, on the drive there. I'd be like, from Pickstown to Plankinton, rocking the James River Valley. This is <laughs> Big Jim 93 3. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is, that is dead on. <laughs> I always thought radio DJ would be a pretty sweet job. Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah, agreed. I, I feel like I would enjoy it. Um, it probably gets old. It's probably not as like, fun as long term yeah. as you think it would be yeah you think you'd run you imagine you run in, run out of material and you'll probably feel like you're kind of playing the same crap over and over again because of what they're pushing you to to play or right. whatever but right i always thought it'd be a pretty dope job <laughs> well well you know now that you have the voice for it for the <laughs> for the standard dj and that i i would have to find the the morning <laughs> yeah so <laughs> what, what what is it on parks and rec it's somebody in the somebody in the douche oh yeah <laughs> crazy ira and the douche <laughs> yeah. what's that uh, guy's name uh, uh nick kroll nick kroll yeah yeah not um, a huge nick kroll guy but i do really enjoy him as the douche yeah and i also I, enjoyed him in that fantasy football league. show yeah league. All right, so if any of you listeners have any uh, good morning DJ names for oh, for yeah. us, uh, Dangus Jones in the, <laughs> I don't know what I'd be, but, or Tony Matthews in the, yeah, uh, something. I've got a lot there, of them. Dice Dan Tony. Dice Dan Tony, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's my radio DJ voice. Um, there's Anthony's Big Jim voice. <laughs> Uh, From Lake Andes to Lake Preston, <laughs> this is. <laughs> you always got to you know find two uh, similar sounding 
town names. Yeah, and right, right, just right. From here to there. From Sioux Falls to Sioux Center. Works for us here. Rocking the James River Valley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you drinking, man? I have got the Big Friendly. Ooh. Grandbout Premium, the old standby. Not an official sponsor of the show, but we certainly wouldn't turn down any money they had to offer us. Hey, the Marty family, I'm talking to you. <laughs> the Marty family. Ted, I know you're handing down the reins to your son, Jace, Jody. Uh, Jody's your wife. <laughs> your sons, Jace, Kyle, and Franz. If you guys want to maybe throw us a little promotional money, we won't turn it down. Absolutely would not. Uh, we'd love to go ahead and make this thing official. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're in it if you are. We're there for you. Uh, let's stop messing around. Let's do this. Let's, let's so you send over the papers. Uh, I have, I'm still working on my case of Natterdays. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I've got, uh, it's, uh, Natterdays for those who like strawberry lemonade and drinking beer. Um, I'm one of those people. Yeah. I like both of those things, I guess. Hard, and hard I like them even better when you put them together. All right. Uh, so there's our radio DJ voices. That's what we're drinking. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. Uh, I got to get onto the IMDb page. I oh, was yeah. uh, looking through JD McCoy's uh, Jeremy Sumter is the actor. I was looking through his, what's it called? Filmography. And got to tell you, hasn't really been in very much else. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the CSIs and, and oh, uh, sure. you know, those types of things, but that's about it soul surfer and he played peter he played peter pan in 2003's peter pan oh my gosh now um, that i'm looking at oh my gosh yes he did there you go uh he was also in frailty very underrated movie from the early 2000s directed by bill paxton huh. uh almost always streaming somewhere if you get a chance to check that one out uh God, big thing about that big bill paxton fan uh matthew mcconaughey's in it it's a great movie Highly recommend. Okay. Highly underrated. Yeah, definitely get a chance to check that one out if you if you haven't seen it. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's Jeremy Sumter's filmography. This episode aired December 10 of 2008. It is uh, entitled The Giving Tree. Uh, episode 10 of season three. Uh, what does movie dude want to have to say about this one? Buddy loses his cool over a deal gone sour and wrecks the local strip joint, which causes Lila to lose her cool and walk out on him after he gets out of jail, while Julie's parents try not to lose their cool over catching her in bed with Matt. Landry loses his cool over Tyra's using him, and Coach Taylor loses his cool when the refs turn a blind eye to his playoff game. Another single one run on <laughs> sentence by Movie Dude One. They call him Movie Dude One because that's how many <laughs> sentences he has in his synopsis. <laughs> yeah, uh, so just a horrible run on. Uh, the theme is consistent. They, and call him movie, they call him Movie Dude One because that's the score I'm giving him this week. It's a one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, that had that had real this guy sucks vibes to it. <laughs> oh brother, this guy stinks. Yeah. That. Uh okay, so that I mean that's fair. However, I will say all these people really did lose their cool. So I, I do feel like the theme was good and sure. accurate and not sure. forced. 
Um, cause there are people losing their cool all over the place in this episode. You know what? You're not wrong, but you try to pull the single sentence on me two weeks in a row and I, I just can't allow it. If, it. if it was the first week, I would give him a two or a three, but I, I'm not standing for it. I'm, I, I feel pretty strong in my, in my one rating. You can feel, feel free to challenge him, but. Anthony loses his cool over the one <laughs> sentence synopsis by movie dude one. <laughs> uh i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna give him low points for for the run on i think the cohesiveness of the theme actually gives him a couple points so i would be at like a three or a four but i know you feel strongly about this so i'm willing to come down to a two if you You mean we can meet at a two we can meet at a two okay Movie Dude 1, you're on thin ice. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Uh, All right, that's what Movie Dude 1 has to say. Let's get into our own synopsis. Uh, Definitely not going to be one sentence. uh, Our (laughs) plot summary here. (laughs) No. So, all right. Tyra's back uh, in Dylan, and she is screwed academically due to all the time she missed uh, with cash on rodeo tour which seemed to me to be like one or two days, but yeah, she didn't seem to be gone long, but yeah, she is concerned. Uh, she tells Julie, she'll never get into college after the last few weeks, allegedly, which that doesn't line up with the football schedule, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Um, maybe, I mean, just maybe with her just pussyfooting around with cash over the last few weeks, that could maybe be the, yeah, I guess. Um, anyway, um, cause she was kind of, he was definitely taking her in a direction that was, That's true. You know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's a good point. Even while they were both in Dylan. So, yeah. Um, Julie says, well, why don't you just ask Landry for help? Mm. Well, she says, we'll just take the SAT and get a really good score. And then your right. won't matter. Get Landry to help, which that's some yeah, classic. Just- just take the SAT and get a good score. It's as easy as that. Great Some advice, class, Julie. Classic white people. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Julie gives the worst advice. I feel like she is called upon for advice a lot, whether it's Matt with Coach Taylor stuff or Landry for Tyra advice or Tyra for Landry advice or whatever. And I feel like she is just constantly like setting people on the wrong course. Although yes. maybe this will work out for Tyra. I don't know. But. Julie Taylor in 2021 is a Republican talking head on Fox News who says shit like, just don't be poor. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) If you are worried about your bad grades, just be smart and get good grades on the SAT, get a good score on the SAT. That's what I did. If you want the minimum wage to be higher, have you tried just not being poor in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) So, Julie, once again kind of being an idiot um but tyra seems tyra might take her up on this idea so we see landry and jd and a bunch of football players trying in a car trying to decide like what to do and where to go yeah i don't (laughs) like just hanging out in a parked car (laughs) i mean they're (laughs) packed in there yeah like so some somebody suggests the Alamo Freeze, and somebody in there says the Alamo Freeze sucks. Um, so I feel like this team is uh, fallen far from the Smash and Saracen days. Yeah. Um, 
but maybe this guy, my thought though, after I typed that note was, well, maybe he's just on to the whole like DQ. I bet that's a franchise DQ mm-hmm. thing. Like he's mm-hmm. just, it's not so much the food that he's criticizing. <laughs> it's the shady business practices. Yes. Of the 100%. 100%. Absolutely. So I guess I get it uh, from that perspective, but. Uh, some girl leans into the window of the car and lets them know that Madison's parents are gone and she's having a party. So they should come. At the party, JD starts making eyes yeah. uh, with a girl across the room. Turns out it is Madison, Madison. herself. Yes. Uh, they talk and do a little flirting. Uh, JD drinks some milk out of a wine glass. Yeah. And she's like trying to make the milk drinking really sexy. Yeah, it's very Trying to seduce him via milk. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's, I'm sure somebody successfully pulled off the milk seduction, but (laughs) awkward. Uh, Buddy, next. I got to say, Buddy's had some low points (laughs) in this show, but we are about to not only hit bottom, but like, fire up the the drill and go even lower (laughs) yeah uh so buddy's at the landing strip with some guy drinking whiskey the guy brought him there to tell him that he lost buddy's money buddy's money uh that they had invested in a strip mall to the tune of seventy thousand dollars yes Buddy is pretty worked up and pissed, obviously. Yeah. Some cowboy looking guy tells them to to pipe down. And I wrote this quote down. Uh, I tell you what, cowboy, you redneck son of a bitch. Do you need, <laughs> do you need silence to watch naked women? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, this is just kind of the, uh, the straw that breaks Buddy's back. And, um, Buddy ends up flipping out, beating the absolute piss out of the guy that lost his money. Yeah, he goes hard. Yeah, right there in the middle of the landing strip. They're going through tables and uh, busting stuff up and making a huge scene. And uh, I I think it puts the dude in the hospital. Do we get a shot of the hospital or do we get a shot of the jail? Uh, Just the, the jail. jail. Yep. So no, Buddy but it is, it's definitely, I mean, implied unless Buddy's pulling his punches he's he's oh yeah he's doing some damage off. to this guy for sure um yeah he is he's arrested we do get a scene of coach and buddy in the uh holding cell yeah buddy tells coach that he uh that coach needs to focus on the upcoming game because now i gotta mention this gotta yeah. get personal with it <laughs> yeah. they got an upcoming game with the bison yep who play dirty. <laughs> uh, I personally believe this is a thinly veiled reference to <laughs> NDSU. The, uh, and I feel even more strongly about it because later on in this episode, when they play the game, they are green and gold. Just oh, like, the, yeah, just like North Dakota state. I feel okay. So I noticed that and I feel like I almost like, just was like, Oh Yeah bison green and green and gold that's like i i feel like i conflated the two mm-hmm. in my in my mind so anthony is referring here to the north dakota state university bison and the south dakota state university jackrabbits uh their ongoing rivalry the ndsu yes. sdsu yeah it's uh, it's I-29 crazy rivalry 
I was actually just thinking earlier today before I even watched this episode. Um, I think it was when I was watching the previous episode, how I was going to mention on this episode as we recorded mm-hmm. or one of these episodes tonight, how I think liking the show came so naturally to me because not only was my high school mascot, the Panthers, yeah. the black Panthers, but still Panthers. Mm-hmm. I then went on to a college that had blue and gold yeah. as the colors. So, I mean, it's right. just natural for <laughs> me. And then all of a sudden they're playing the Bisons who are green and gold <laughs> um, and play dirty. Um, like I said, I think it's a not so thinly veiled reference to North Dakota State. I don't know if it was Jason Cadams. I don't know if it was um, Peter Berg, but uh, you know, you're on the right side of history. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you did say that when you're in Texas, it felt a lot like South Dakota. So uh, true. You know, I think there's something there. Yep. And NDSU, I think, was on. I think around this time was when they started their big tear of winning the FCS national championships too. So, um, you know, like I said, and that, which of course takes place in Texas. So I think that that this was a a not so thinly veiled reference. I really do think that they were taking a dig at North Dakota state here. Um, (laughs) just saying, just saying, just saying, uh, well, buddy is, much less concerned about his own uh, <laughs> criminal charges coming up and much more concerned about the the bison and um, apparently the refs that have been assigned. Yeah, that's like later. The Panthers. Well, he says right. it here. Oh, does he say it here? He okay. said, yeah, he, I, I got the quote. You don't need to be worrying about me and what happened right now. You need to be thinking about Friday night, Eric. The Bisons play dirty and the refs don't like you. So you need, you don't need to be worrying about me. Uh, so buddy really sticking to his uh, Panthers above all else. Thing. Must've been the same refing crew that was in the season one episode where uh, they got pulled over on the way home. <laughs> right. Um, where the, yeah, same refing crew that just apparently hates Dylan for some I, reason that how they're allowed to even be part of the Texas high school activities <laughs> association. Absolutely. Beyond me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because there, there are some things that happen in the game that endanger student safety. Yeah. Big time. I, uh, so. We'll get into it. We'll get into yep. it. Yep. Uh, coach tells Tammy about what happened with buddy and uh, tells her that buddy asked if she could go over and, uh, talk to Lila, tell her what happened. Tammy goes over there and <laughs> well, she, a pivotal thing that yeah. Tammy says, well, since I got to go relay the news to Lila, oh, yes, yes, could yes. you go pick up Julie at Matt's place? Yep. That is pretty pivotal, pivotal, uh, pretty important little detail there. Um, so Tammy goes over to Lila's and <laughs> kind of trying to dance around what actually happened a little bit said that he, she was, or that buddy was in a business meeting at the <laughs> landing strip, uh, <laughs> landing strip. <laughs> and he got into a little scrape. Um, so Lila is obviously very, uh, distressed about the fact that her dad got into a brawl at the strip club and Tammy invites Lila to just, why don't you just come over and stay with us? Um, if you need to be around people tonight, um, you're more than welcome at the Taylor household, uh, which Lila does take her up on. Uh, so because Tammy is there, that means 
uh, Coach is going to be on his way to the Saracen household. We see Matt and Julie laying in bed uh, post-coitus, it seems. <laughs> well, as we learn later, that is definitely, definitely was. what it was. Yeah. Um, and but it was only implied, yeah. They uh, were being, they were, yeah, just kind of hanging out in bed, gazing into each other's eyes, uh, listening to songs. They think, oh, maybe we should get up. No, uh, Tammy's not supposed to be here for another half hour or so. Uh, but coach pulls up to the house. They're none the wiser. They're listening to music so they can't hear his soft knock at the door. Uh, coach just lets just, himself in. Yep. He, nobody answers. So he just walks right on in. I mean, you know, he's welcome in the Saracen household. Correct. <laughs> he could. He well, could. he's on shaky ground with grandma Saracen, but, yeah, but she I can't think stay mad at he, him. Yeah, she exactly. Said, I can't stay mad at you, coach. Um, so he walks in. And we hear, we, we just, we've got a shot of the outside of the house and we just hear Julie scream, dad, get out. Um, he sees what's going on. <laughs> he walks out back out the door without a word, <laughs> uh, walks out to the car. And then we see Julie, uh, a few moments later, ashamedly kind of trotting out the door, pulling her coat on out to the car. It's very awkward. No one says yes. a thing, uh, <laughs> but we know what has transpired. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, definitely have a, uh, an awkward ride home as I wrote down. Meanwhile, we've got Crucifictorious band practice. Love yeah. to see it. Yeah. They're uh, really getting into that triangle dinging hipster. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> um, and as they're practicing, they get interrupted by Tyra who steps in and says, you know, hey, could you help me with SAT prep? Landry agrees, but the other members of the band, Caleb Landry Jones and uh, Manic Pixie Dream Lesbian Girl, <laughs> overhear this and they mock him uh, for basically letting Tyra walk all over him again. Yep. <clears throat> their, their line is, it's like you're a prostitute, right? Except you don't get paid. Or laid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was good. I'm glad that you wrote that down because I did not know I meant to. Yeah. At the Taylor house, Lila and Julie are kind of talking while they're brushing their teeth. Julie tells Lila about uh, her father catching them in bed. Um, then we see Coach and Tammy. They are. We also mentioned that Lila is staying with the Taylors earlier, that yep. she got invited to stay with them. Okay, yep. I couldn't remember if we talked about that or not. But. I did say that. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Coach and Tammy are getting ready for bed as well. And Coach is just kind of sitting silently straight up on the edge <laughs> of the bed. Tammy gets in bed, lays down. Coach tells Tammy what he saw, and Tammy bolts up. Shoots up, yep. Straight up in bed. And Tammy wants to go talk to her right away. Coach says, before you go in there, you better know exactly what you're going to say to her. And Tammy says she has no idea what she's going to say to Julie. Yeah. Uh, from the outside, we do see quick Julie listening in through the walls, um, yeah. listening to the discussion that her parents are having or trying to listen in on the discussion her parents are having. It's not really explicitly stated the structural integrity of the Taylor home and if <laughs> yeah. if you can hear that well through the walls or not. But um, Julie and Lila kind of talk. Julie tells her that she's just... Uh, She's worried because how different 
uh, Julie's relationship with her father will be. She won't really see him as, or he won't really see her as daddy's little girl anymore. Yeah. Everything has changed. Um, so kind of a, mm-hmm. kind of a bummer that way. The next morning at break at breakfast, Tammy tries very nicely and patiently. I felt like to mm-hmm. bring it up to Julie and Julie is of course awful about it. Yes. Kind of in the same way as the tattoo, like what? It's no big yep. deal. She's like, just tell me what my punishment is. So Julie spiking on the hate meter in my opinion, right here. Yep. Yep. Buddy is charged. Uh, we see him in court. He's arraigned. He's charged with drunken disorderly assault and battery. And he did $30,000 of damage <laughs> at the landing strip, uh, which when they said that I was like, what, how did they do $30,000? Yeah. That's <laughs> buddy also questions that later. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the landing strip isn't worth $30,000. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that's maybe even a bolder claim, but <laughs> yeah. neither here um, nor there. Yeah, but he's, he, yeah, gets a $10,000 bail. Yep. Pleads not and, guilty. Yep. Pleads not guilty. Madison mm-hmm. shows up at the McCoy household asking for JD. Joe, being the weirdo that he is, <laughs> is uh concerned about this concerned about jd's focus him even being like one percent distracted from football yes yeah they're both pa and mom mccoy are very taken aback but pa is very negative on it while mom mccoy is like she's into it okay a girl nice um madison's very forward she's a very forward gal and love to see it yeah she basically kind of Pushes her way through in a, almost, and I'll see myself up there. Um, I'll find my own way. So, um, yeah, Madison has entered the equation for JD's football career, and Pa's not too happy about it. We see Landry and Tyra. They're studying at the Colette household, and right away, Ma Colette, uh, well, she shows up in uh, towel and whatnot, getting out of the shower. Says, "Oh, Landry, glad you're back. Glad to see you again. Hey, can you? We missed you. Yeah, we missed you. Can you check out the pilot light and the wall heater over there? That'd be that'd be nice if you'd do that for us. So that's Landry. Kind of gets a look on his face, like he's yeah. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yep. Um. So Lila and Buddy are talking, and Lila is trying to get some info out of Buddy about the landing strip situation and buddy explains hey i made some bad decisions and bad investments lost some money uh lila says well if we if i lost money and we're in trouble i'll just get a job and i'll help you out until uh until i go to college buddy says well uh actually spent that was actually your college money that yeah. I lost. So uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I thought that the actual event of Buddy getting into a fight at the strip, at the strip club would be the Buddy Garrity sleazeball moment of the week, but he oh, no. somehow outdid even that by losing all of his daughter's college savings yeah. on a bad strip mall investment. So Lila's obviously... Uh, crushed and angry and <laughs> storms out. Yeah. The next day, I guess, 
uh, right before practice in the locker room. Landry's kind of teasing Matt about getting caught by coach uh, with with Julie. Yeah. Um, I, I got the quote here. Do you got the quote? Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> Landry says, please tell me the lesson you learned. Matt says, always lock the door. Landry says, when having sex with the coach's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure he adds that on at the end. Uh, yeah, so it's Landry tells him not to look in, in coach's eyes because uh, he's probably going to destroy him. <laughs> but yeah. um, but coach comes in. He shares that uh, apparently that the Panthers had appealed the ref assignment for the game. They lost the appeal. Uh, it's going to be dirty. Something dirty going on in that. And I'm telling you, in the Texas High School Activities Association, something wrong is going on because it's those refs. I it's got to be the same refs from that other game that just clowns. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I got to assume that Buddy Garrity is somehow linked behind it. It's people that have it out for him <laughs> that he screwed over in a strip mall deal or some football related incident. So. Coach says it's going to be dirty, but, you know, leave the, we just play our game. You leave the ref situation to me. Um, they say two games and then state. So they're progressing yep. through the playoffs. I had forgotten that they're in the playoffs. So that was a good reminder. Um, we see Landry and Tyra working on SAT stuff again. Yep. Uh, Tyra is getting bored and distracted. Landry finally confronts her for taking advantage of him. Uh, he compares himself to friend of the show, Shel Silverstein. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shel Silverstein's book, The Giving Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, it's a book about uh, a tree that loves this boy so much. And he just gives and gives and gives. And the next thing, you know, he's just a stump. And, and Landry has reached the point. This is it. He is, uh, he is now the stump. Yeah. He is, he himself is the giving tree and he is now the stump. I haven't read that book in a long time. Is, isn't there a hat, like a happy ending though? I don't know. I haven't read it in a long time myself. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, I'm more of a Polly and a porny guy when it comes to <laughs> Silverstein's work. <laughs> I got high and I forgot, I think is there. I got stoned and I forgot is my favorite Silverstein work. You, you don't read his actual books. You just look at the gatefold of, the, <laughs> of his albums. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> Buddy and Coach are meeting at that dingy breakfast diner that Tammy stalked yeah. that guy about the yep. Jumbotron. Um, Coach basically tells Buddy, hey, you got to stop worrying so much about the money situation and worry more about your kid. Money yep. comes and goes. Kids are a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. Um so good advice, of, yep. I think probably. <laughs> yeah, I would say better so. advice. Don't have kids, and then you don't have to worry about that side of it. But <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we get uh, finally Tammy and Julie sit down, and they have the talk. Yeah, the talk. They're at home. You know, if you don't have kids, you don't have to have this talk either. Uh, yeah, so. it's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tammy brings up the sex. Uh, she asks her, do you love Matt? Yes, I love Matt. Does Matt love you? Yes, Matt loves me. Are you using birth control? Mom, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, well, you have to talk about it. 
So mm-hmm. I think Tammy does a really good job in this. I think she does too. And and it, it gets them like it goes from awkward to touching like yeah. very seamlessly. Yes, it really does. Um, Tammy, yeah, just does a really good job of telling her not shaming at all and never says like, you can't see this boy again or anything like that. It's just like, I just wanted to, I wanted you to wait cause I wanted to protect you. Um, stuff like that. So it was good. I think Tammy's making her just with that little interactions, make a really big case, really good case for MVP of the episode right there. The, the McCoy boys, uh, <laughs> McCoy boys. Uh, I don't know why that was <laughs> funny. Uh, the McCoy boys are balling in the driveway. They're playing a little basketball, yeah, a little one-on-one, a little father-son time. And Joe starts laying it on about the girl situation. Uh, says at one point, now is not the time to be chasing skirts. We're talking about the Texas state high school championships. Madison and a bunch of girls just like her will be waiting in the wings. Once the season is over. Um, so Paul, pretty misogynistic view. Yeah, Paul once again being a creepy weirdo. Uh, yeah, controlling, misogynistic, just the worst. Um, basically makes JD agree to be on a break with Madison at least until the season yeah. ends. Tyra and Julie talk about Landry's giving tree comparison. And Julie agrees with Landry. Yeah. Uh, Tyra's pretty pissed off about that. Well, that doesn't help me very much. I think she says <laughs> something almost nice. Well, hey, you know, it wasn't for you. Um, just telling the truth. Uh, Tyra says, well, I'm going to show him. Yeah. So she, um, as it turns out, they're walking down the street. They're walking to a local bar. Possibly, you think it's the same bar that the Swede used to play in? Oh. Yeah, it could be, I suppose. So he goes, uh, Tyra shows up at this bar. She uh, says, hey, the band's called Crucifictorious. Uh, We're going to book, please book them. I promise you uh, that um, if this band plays, I'll bring all my friends who look like her. And she points to Julie, who is 16. At the oldest, yeah. Very... Weird, and that's the thing that convinces him. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Okay, Amy T. Garden, I love you. You're a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. You're beautiful in 2008, and you're beautiful now. Mm-hmm. And if somebody showed me a picture of you in 2008 and said, "Girls like this are going to come to this bar," I'm in. However, <laughs> you're playing a 16 year old, and that's very weird. Yeah, and. Don't get me wrong. Once again, Amy, I love you. But Tyra is a senior, potentially, presumably 18. Yeah. And hotter. (laughs) Why wouldn't you just say my friends that look like me? (laughs) Like Uh, the whole situation. I I mean, the guy that's that runs the bar is very nerdy looking. He's mm-hmm. got the Austin City Limits shirt on. Uh, I refer to him in my notes as the horny nerd. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy's just real desperate. But yeah, once again, being creepy with the ages. <clears throat> um, the the guy does 
agree because he's a horny nerd. Yes. And <laughs> so she got him the gig. She goes over to Landry's house, knocks on the door, tells him, Hey, your band's playing this weekend. Don't say I ever never did anything for you. And it's like real jerkish. Yeah. She's like, it. and don't ever call me selfish. And it's like, this mm. <laughs> There's a very there's a very selfish uh, tint to yes. this good deed, Tyra. Yes, one hundred percent. You're still selfish, Tyra. I still love you. Come on the show, Adrian Palicki. Um, <laughs> Matt awkwardly shows up to pick up Julie for a date. Presumably, I think to go see Chris Victorious at the bar. Um, maybe. Well, no, he says take no. her to the movies. Take her to the movies. All right, and think- bring her right back home. What do you think? What do you think they're seeing in December of two thousand eight? Well, we don't get to see the theater this time, so yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of. I don't want to Google it. I'm I'll let you Google. Google. I'm going to let you Google it, and I'm going to try to think of. Maybe you can drop some hints of what was in theaters in two thousand eight. Yes, uh, winter time. I'm going to try to come up with. Um, so like Slumdog Millionaire was probably playing at that time because that was the best picture winner that year. Yeah, it's on there. It's a ways down the mm-hmm. box office. Just, that was that was what I was seeing in December of 2008 yeah. in early 2009. Gosh, I don't have. Oh, I bet Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I bet that's what they're going to. <laughs> that's high on the list. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I there's some other ones that I initially was drawn to thinking that they would, but I gave you the lovely bones. They see French. Oh, that's also true. So, so I, you got to think like more, uh, class stuff. Well, I think Benjamin Button, cause that's a Fincher movie. I bet as, as movie people, I bet it's lovely bones or Benjamin Button are going to be my top two choices. Let's see. Maybe Lovely Bones open in January wide. Yeah, it's not. It's not on of the next it's year not on the list on the box office list because Peter Jackson, you know. Uh, okay, I'll read you the. Well, just I was going to read you the top ten, but so we can get Slumdog Millionaire. I'll read you the top fifteen. Okay. Number one, Marley and Me. Oh yeah. But so that's the one I was like, oh, that's probably what they're seeing. But then, uh, but then, no, they're, no, they're no chance, no chance. Four Christmases, the nope. day the earth stood still, absolutely not. Yes, man, I can nope. see that. Maybe I here's the that's thing: Amanda Pixie Dream Girl. Like, that's true. That'd be, that's more of a Landry movie. Yeah, I think yeah. It's I'm more not of a saying, but movie. but that's just a good example of um, Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, for sure. Um. I think something you need to consider about Matt Harrison is that he likes to draw pictures and listen to Bob Dylan. So I don't think he's going to see uh, 2008 Jim Carrey movies. But. Great head of hair on Jim Carrey. Great movie. head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bedtime stories. No, no. Absolutely the curious not. case of Benjamin Button. Yes. Very possible. Uh, Twilight. Absolutely not. But Ju- no, Julie. Would. No. Seven. Julie pounds. would be way over Twilight. Yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah, definitely not. Seven Pounds, Valkyrie, Mm-mm. Bolt, The Tale nope. of Despero, nope. Australia. Oh, that's nope. Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah. Uh, Quantum of Solace. May now. Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. I bet it's Slumdog Millionaire or Curious Case of Benjamin Button. There's no way to prove either of these things, but those are, are the two movies that I would expect them to, to Rounding see. out. The top 15 at number 15 is Madagascar Escape Mm-mm. to Africa. 
um, just scanning through the rest of the list. Uh, Milk is on there. Oh, that one's very possible that they would go see. Revolutionary Road, is that one down the line? I haven't seen it. The Wrestler is on there. Yeah, that's a maybe. (laughs) High School Musical 3. Zach and Miri make a porno. The no. Dark Knight, which I saw in Austin, Texas. That was summer of 2008. That wouldn't be playing anymore in, at that time. That was already out on, on Blu-ray. Well, this is just the top grossing films of December. So, really? Yeah. In the box office. Okay. JCVD. Yeah. Burn After Reading. Wow, that one's possible. I could see them being Cohen Brotherheads. All right, I'll cut it off there because this list goes to yep. like 200. But yeah. All right. So they're going to the movies. Maybe the curious case of Benjamin Button. Uh, maybe one of the other many ones that we said. Uh, maybe the secret life of bees. Who knows? <clears throat> Gotta get back to my notes. And actually, this, well, since it's still football season in Texas, it's probably actually supposed to be like. October of 2008. So we, we won't uh, get we too deep into it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, scrap wow. the whole thing. Forget it. Um, okay. So Matt goes over to pick up Julie. Tammy invites Matt in to wait for her and tells no. him. Can, yeah. Tammy says, you can coach yeah. is out back. Why don't you go wait with him? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously the last place Matt wants to be uh, is with coach. Coach is aggressively cleaning the grill. Oh, I wrote literally (laughs) aggressively, aggressively cleaning the grill. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's like grunting and huffing and puffing. And (laughs) yeah, he's really going at it. Um, So Matt goes out there and coach says, uh, come on over here. Coach gives him uh, a little talking to about respecting women and mm-hmm. but like a very little talking to and that's pretty much it like women are to be respected yes. that is my I, daughter i know your dad's over in iraq but i think if he was yeah. here right now he'd agree with me on at least one he, he and i would see <laughs> yeah. eye to eye on one thing yeah women are to be respected <laughs> yes <laughs> yes they are correct that's correct um, I put in my notes. Seems like they really got the coach's nose breathing mic'd up real good on this scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they use a special microphone for that, but you could hear him huffing and puffing through his nose the whole time. Uh, Buddy pounds on the Riggins door. Uh, yeah, he knows Lila's in there because he sees her car out in the driveway. He's trying to get Lila to come out, and Lila does go out there to talk to him. Yeah, um, Lila does step out. She puts buddy on blast yeah she doesn't Um, hold back ends the conversation with maybe this is why everyone hates you (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, pretty yeah pretty pretty raw yeah well and buddy didn't hold back either but it was a real feel like uh pointing the finger at everybody else but himself mm-hmm. deal there and Lila lets him have it for it. Yeah. She goes back in the house and Buddy tries to follow her, but uh Tim's not gonna let not gonna let Buddy in. He yeah, kinda Tim kind of blocks ground. the doorway, stands the ground. Buddy kind of starts to be like, Tim Riggins, don't you dare, you know, yeah. whatever <laughs> to my, you know, my daughter, but he eventually realized and 
coach or coach Tim says, not right now. Not right now. Tim so keeps his cool. He does. Uh, okay. So we saw buddy like absolutely beat the piss out of somebody before. Who are you taking in a fight? Big buddy Garrity. Oh, or Tim, Tim Riggins. Riggins. Yeah. I think so too, but I think buddy's got more in him than we would probably give him credit for. I think buddy could get in a solid, like first couple punches, but I think he gets gassed, gassed. too soon. That's a good point. Yeah. In a, in a full on fight. Yep. That's a really good point. With uh, extremely in shape, Tim Riggins. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you can, if you can weather those, that first flurry, you should be good. You're good. Which the guy in the strip club did not weather the, mm. the first flurry. So and I mean, <laughs> he was not good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Buddy's, I think, got a few pounds on, on uh, Tim, which makes a difference. Yes. Worth noting. But I, I think that uh, I think Tim's, I think Tim could wrap it up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. All right. That settles that. Uh, we see the Panthers loading up the bus to go to the game. We see JD McCoy, Madison kind of tries to give him a little kiss goodbye. And JD kind of, whoa, uh, fends her off a little bit and has some line about like, maybe we should lay off. Ugh. JD, come <laughs> on, good. man. I mean, this kid's got like zero experience with women. Right. So. That's probably part of it, but yeah. so he's kind of jerked to Madison and, uh, he goes, gets on the bus, sits next to Tim and he's taking a lot of crap from the rest of the team about, <laughs> yeah, I guess some, some gentlemen who need to take coaches advice about respecting women. Yes. True. They're not doing right. so. Uh, Tim makes some comments about how, uh, you know, it's a really good thing to do before a game. <laughs> <laughs> get laid a lot yeah <laughs> so that's tim's take but he also says that it was a dumb idea to let his dad kind of make that decision for him because if you can't make these decisions for yourself how can any of these guys look to you as a leader i guess mm-hmm. yeah. Little, yeah yeah he says you know you're yeah exactly that yep mm-hmm. you nailed it a little bit of a stretch i think but fair um I liked it. I liked it. Um, it's game time. We, this is where I started really digging into my notes. The green and gold I put in capital, <laughs> capital letters, Bison's. Yeah. They're playing dirty. Uh, they're late hits, face masks. At one point, like one of the players like threw dirt in the face yeah. of another player, like at the line of scrimmage. Yes. And all of this out in the open, none of it getting called. Um, one of the commentators says, like, no yellow laundry out on the, the field for the, the bisons or something like that. He worded it really strange. Yeah, it was very, very okay, interesting lingo. Means. Very interesting lingo. But uh, yeah, these, these, the refs are being lax. I mean, they suck. Um, Once coach again, ends up, somebody's going to get hurt. Like, yeah, this like this would get bad. reviewed because uh, like obviously all these games are recorded. This would get reviewed, submitted to some board, and all of these refs would lose their license. You know, you would think so, but this has happened to the Panthers <laughs> at least once before, <laughs> and to our knowledge, no no repercussions. Reprimanding, yeah, yeah. So I I I don't know that I comfortably 
Yeah, I can say that. But yeah, I guess not. But um coach ends up reasonably getting worked up. Mm-hmm. Is like, how do you not call that? You're uh what did he call him? Something son of a bitch. Some kind of call son of a bitch. Yeah. No call son of a bitch. The ref, and then he's like, Yeah, you're gonna pull your flag on me, you're gonna pull your flag on me. Finally, the ref, yeah, kicks him out, <laughs> kicks him out of the game. Uh coach walks to a nearby bar that appears <laughs> to be on the high school campus. It, it really looked like it. Because they like show him show him like walking off the field and then immediately walking into a bar. <laughs> so, yeah. Like when he walked up to it, I was like, wow, their like field house is really sketchy looking. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. it was a, a bar, which was one of the sketchiest looking bars. I've I've never seen a bar that sketchy before. <laughs> I have. um i've been to a few bars on that level um yeah it reminded me of the there's this bar outside of brookings about five miles called the bushnell garage and it's in a little (laughs) town called bushnell and it's literally like a little garage um there's maybe seating for like 15 people there Uh um they have a framed article about um like from the brookings register in this bar about a rock um, that, so this bar up until like 10 years ago, didn't have a bathroom. So everybody would go out and pee on this rock. (laughs) And it like, it was like the subject of a city council meeting. Um, And they have this whole article. They have this whole article about the city council (laughs) meeting about this rock that everybody used to go pee on. Um, And they have the rock now currently (laughs) sitting on top of like a fridge in this bar um my buddy Gross. hank my buddy hank licked it for like 22 dollars of oh like God. combined like i bet you won't look at um <laughs> i have a video of it it's pretty nasty um yeah. i mean it probably hadn't had pee on it in like yeah you know 10 15 years or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it reminded me of the bushnell garage which is i mean i the first time i went there i fell in love with yeah. the bushnell garage so <laughs> Um, I'm not going to put this bar that coach goes to into on blast aside from the fact that he is clearly the Dylan coach yeah. in this like enemy bar. Yeah. Cause they got the game on. So they're yeah, they interested got the game in football. On. They're just the, the one patron there is wearing bison. Oh yeah. I you know, uh, like, uh, clothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so coach goes to the Bushnell garage and yes. he's watching the game. He tries to call uh Wade Aikman, coach Wade, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous that Wade is like running the team because he's just like the temporary replacement. Yeah. Coach. While he, Mac is in the hospital. Yeah. So which, do we ever see Mac McGill again? <laughs> I that's don't something know. To, that's something to think about. I think as we do. The series goes forward. I think in future seasons we do okay. because, um, yeah, the coaching situation, obviously, there's a lot right. going on in future seasons. Right. So, But yeah, uh, Wade Aikman, for some reason, gets to take over the team. And Coach is trying to call him on the phone and give him instructions, but Wade can't really hear Coach and has too much going on. So um, Wade leads the team to a last-second victory. And yep. uh, Coach 
looks relieved and happy and <laughs> orders a scotch. You yeah. got scotch in this place? Something like that. Yep. Um, Buddy gives Wade a very intense handshake. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. It was like looking him straight in the eye and like reaching his hand out at like kind of a, a weird level, not like a normal handshake, but like mm-hmm. huh, grabbing it and <laughs> looking him in the eye and like, yes, yes. Did it. So Buddy is pretty high on Wade Aikman, it seems. I did not notice that. Um, um, the local, well, the TV commentators are kind of speaking about Code Wade, Coach Wade as a like while he really came in and took a tough situation and came away with the W like yeah. weird interesting uh, interesting verbiage um, and uh, the local crowd is pissed <laughs> bad sports unsurprisingly uh, of course probably sent some uh, police out to pull the bus over yeah. and get Tim Riggins or something. Yeah. Uh, the McCoys are going to bed and Katie is disappointed. She says she was kind of hoping JD would be out on a date, but he's up in his room going to bed already. Uh, Pa says, uh, going on a date, that won't be happening anytime soon. And so he explains uh, that. And Katie McCoy rightfully sorry is like i'm a little bit freaked out by your parenting (laughs) (laughs) yeah she does she's like what the heck is wrong with you uh what's your deal joe (laughs) how did joe land uh like katie mccoy actually seems like a decent person i mean i don't know suds it's yeah that must be it yeah, but she also seems like that. she also seems like a person who I mean she can be a little manipulative, right? And so I think That's probably uh, drawn to the power and prestige of Joe McCoy. Freaking I guess weirdo is, Joe McCoy. But yes, compared to Joe, she seems like a very normal, decent person. So and she's pissed that Joe's making these decisions without her. Um, she kind of looks out the window and catches a glimpse of JD and Madison. JD sneaking out of the house, yeah. I assume. And she's like happy about it. Yeah, she's like, oh ha ha. And Joe's like, what do you see out there? Oh no. And he gets up and sees it. And he calls his son that little bastard. Which yeah. I feel like is a weird insult for your own child. Yes. <laughs> but Joe's just a freaking weirdo. So that's what he does. So Joe's mad, but Katie is pretty pumped um, to see uh, JD. Uh, yeah, with a girl. Yeah. Uh, over at the bar, the Crucifictorious gig. Yeah. Um, the bar is actually kind of full. I mm-hmm. guess Tyra brought all her friends who were hot like Julie, which means that probably everybody in this bar is underage. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I don't know how much of a how much of a profit this bar is turning. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's a cover charge uh, for yeah. Crucifictorious. Yeah, but uh, it, we hear Matt ask Tyra, "Is this going to be really bad?" Because <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Tyra says, "Yeah, there's a strong possibility," um, but they actually do pretty well. Um, they're yeah. sounding good. People seem to be vibing a little bit, and Tyra's into it. Julie yeah. makes a comment like oh landry's kind of cute up there and tyra says yeah i know 
yeah, Tyra, at, you know, is kind of making eyes at him. Yeah, big time. Big, big lovey eyes while yeah. she watches Landry. Um, we cut away to Lila at Riggins' house. They're kind of crashing on the couch. Buddy calls her. She ignores the call. Buddy leaves kind of a long apology email, tells her she was right and he's sorry and please come back home. Um, but she's not taking the call. So uh, that's where we end the episode. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. Okay, we're back. We're going to give out some awards, and we're going to start this week, as we always do, with Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Uh, so Coach had a very strong week last week. He scored a nine. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he's going to get there this week. It's going to be a step down. Yeah. Um, how are we feeling about Coach? Coach starts this episode off in a awkward situation. Oh, yes. Catching his daughter. Um in an intimate moment, mm-hmm. um, a situation which he handles, I think, pretty well. <laughs> the uh, the intense grill cleaning uh, <laughs> scene is pretty good. I think um, I think he handles the situation with the refs. Honestly, even getting kicked out of the game, um, I think he handles it as well as he could. Yeah, you know, I could see Frank Cutler doing the same thing. Mm-hmm in that position. Um, I mean, refs that bad don't happen every single, you know, every day. Right. Frank, Frank's probably never run into a, uh, ref. So bullheaded to put it kindly. But, um, <laughs> I think that that was honestly in a way like inspirational, Yeah, you know, uh, yep. just to, you know, not to, what's the word? Like just roll over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Stick up for his players. I, I, I think it was maybe a little too far to get actually ejected from the game, maybe get a personal foul or whatever right. they call it, unsportsmanlike conduct or whatever they call it in football. Cause they talk about that a lot. In but these the refs were, these refs were crooked from the get go. So they were going to yeah. kick him out for any That's little thing anyway, true. too. But yeah, they talk about that a lot in the NBA. Like they, the announcers a lot of times will almost be like, I'm guessing the coach is going to go ahead and take a technical here. Um, just because it is like a statement to your players, mm. like, hey, I'm I'm not gonna let them do that to you or whatever. Yep. So yeah, it was pretty inspirational, and not much from him after the game besides drinking scotch. Yeah. So yeah, uh, coach, not uh, not the highest, but not terrible. I still think this is like a strong six. Um, if not a light seven. Uh, yeah, I I like a six. Let's go with six. Mm-hmm. That works for me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Next, we have the Julie Taylor Hatometer. Not impressed with Julie this episode. Yeah, she's she's definitely um, she's definitely racking up some points this week. Uh, you know, with her initial. Um, just give me my punishment. Just tell me what my punishment. Yeah, is. give me my punishment. Uh, the um, huh. <laughs> well, just ask Landry for help. Just get a super high score on your on your SAT, and you don't have to worry about your grades. Um, that attitude. 
Um, I got to say at least a four. Yeah, four seems about right. It's all just kind of Julie doing Julie crap. Yeah. Um, so kind of what we've come come to expect. Yep. All right. Big Rig Beer Tally. Did uh, Tim Had drink any beers? One right at the end of the episode. He's enjoying a beer while uh, Lila is forwarding yes. Buddy's call. Yep. Uh, the Ammo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Shucks Goofus Malifus moment of the week. Uh, this is maybe the biggest, uh, the biggest Matt Saracen Shucks Goofus Malifus moment of the week that there has been. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> are we going with getting caught, or are we going with the speech at the grill cleaning? Oh, I, I, I mean, both are super awkward, but I think I think we got to go with we got to go with getting caught. Yeah, like <laughs> that's a real goofus malufus move for sure. For sure, for sure. Okay, Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. This is maybe the we just had the one of the biggest Matt Saracen goofus malufus moments. We probably also have one of the greatest lowest Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the weeks ever. Um, do we separate Buddy? Yeah getting into a brawl at the strip club from the, from the losing the $70,000. Are they two separate events or is it one big sleazeball move? I think it's all, all connected. Yes. I think you call it one big sleazeball move. I think it's investing $70,000 of his child's college fund into a strip mall. And then once the uh, money is all lost, beating somebody up in a strip club well having a business meeting about it as a strip club <laughs> yeah. then beating the guy up and getting arrested <clears throat> really really just as low i think it's got to be the lowest that buddy garrity ever goes i will probably be surprised at some point um i'm sure we've said that before but i think this is definitely up to this point in the very least um, his low point. Very bad. Okay, that one was easy. Notable music cues. Did you have anything? Didn't have anything. I tried to Shazam um one song late in the episode, but neither Angie's or my phone would Shazam it. It uh, it was just too low in the mix, I think. And all three songs on the IMDb are uh explosions in the sky song so i do not have a pick this week okay outdated pop culture reference uh it wasn't directly in the movie but we just read a list of like 25 (laughs) uh movies from 2008 that's our oh yeah pop culture reference anything else in the episode proper i don't know if i caught anything um, maybe. <laughs> well, no, this isn't outdated. I was gonna say maybe the uh, Tammy's concern that her child maybe didn't even have proper sex education, but that seems to be an ongoing thing. So, yeah, especially in Texas, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I'm sure that there was something that I maybe missed, but okay. Quote of the episode. I wrote a few of them down. 
I tell you what, you cowboy, you redneck son of a bitch. Do you need to, do you need <laughs> silence to watch naked women? That'd be one. I don't think I wrote any down, although I yeah, so let's hear what else you had written down. Uh, I also had when uh Landry gets interrupted at band practice and agrees to help Tyra, his bandmates. It's like you're a prostitute, right? Except you don't get paid or laid. <laughs> Uh, Landry and Matt in the locker room. Landry, please tell me the lesson you learned. Matt, always lock the door. Landry, when having sex with the coach's daughter. <laughs> I think that's what I got. Okay. Um, I think the buddy quote is technically better, but the uh, crucifictorious quote is the one that stood out to me more that I was actually going to write down. So um, I'll, I will... Uh, defer to you, but that's my take. No, I like it. I thought it was uh, the most clever, so we'll go with that. MVP of the episode. I gave my nomination already, and I think after talking through the episode the rest of the way, my nomination for Tammy Taylor stands for her conversation with Julie and how she handled the situation. Yeah. Not a lot of other people had really strong showings here. No, um, this is definitely not a singular character episode. Um, you know, I'm Tammy Taylor is always a nomination for me, uh, whether I say it or not. <laughs> yes. um, so I'm, I'm 100% okay with Tammy Taylor being the MVP of the episode. And I think that she, yeah, um, gave a, uh, a solid performance, uh, yeah. in that scene alone. So. I'm going to I'm going to put one honorable mention in there just cuz I don't feel like we get a lot of opportunities to throw her name out for this. So Tammy's still the winner, but I want to give an honorable mention to uh the other mom of this episode, Katie McCoy, sure. for for uh calling Joe out on his yeah, weirdo weirdoness. Yeah. So uh I'm yeah, Katie McCoy, we appreciated you in this episode. Um but yeah, ultimately uh, we got to go to Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor, congratulations. You are this week's MVP of the episode. All right. Uh, that leaves us with our episode rating. So, uh, yeah. What do you think? Last, what did we give last episode? Uh, uh, solid well, I believe eight? we gave it an, an eight. Yeah. And I yep, think this is in the same, in the same realm. I'm, I'm feeling, uh, uh, an eight as well. Yeah. yeah, I would go. So I believe last week was a strong eight. I would just go a middle of the road eight for this. So slightly, slightly ever so slightly below. Um, just because, yeah, I, it didn't have the same, uh, inspiring qualities that last week's had. And I felt like the last week's drama with like cash and everything was mm-hmm. pretty intense and compelling. So, just just a little below that. It was still a great I'm alright with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Um, so to wrap things up here, what's our moral? What is our lesson? What is our takeaway from this episode? Yeah, Josh. So um, I was just thinking about this, um, how a lot of it revolves around relationships Um I think that the core of this episode comes down to the relationships between Tammy and Julie and Buddy and Lila. Yep. Um, so it kind of reminded me of this poem that I think you'll recognize. <laughs> oh boy. Um, fathers, 
be good to your daughters. Daughters will love like you do. Girls become lovers who turn into mothers. So mothers be good to your daughters too. Oh man, wise, wise words from from a poet and a sage, honestly. Uh thank you for that little bit of John Mayer. And I think that really that absolutely sums it up. And Tammy mm-hmm. lives into that. She is good to her daughter mm-hmm. in this episode. So well said. Um, thank you. <laughs> absolutely inspiring. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I would also say uh, don't get into business with Buddy Garrity. Don't have business meetings at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to get into a brawl at the strip club, try to take it outside so you don't do $30,000 worth of damage. <laughs> and I believe that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, um, Anthony, uh, if we really hit it big with this and we can somehow turn our success of the podcast into a radio DJ career. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we can point to this episode as kind of the start of that dream. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, So that's, that's pretty momentous. Mark this down. Um, From Laos to Jamaica, this (laughs) is reliving the lights. Hey, Friday night lights, reliving all right, Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. You know, on the radio, we can't go back and edit that stuff yeah. out. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, stuff we got do. some work to do. Stuff to do. Why? Uh, well, we're gonna stick with you guys for the time being, at least uh, until the radio career kicks off. So, thanks for being with us, for sticking with us. Uh, thank you to our listeners in the West Indies, in Laos, uh, and wherever else you find yourself. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Reliving Lights um, on Twitter. Jimmy still has the top fan um, now. Maybe unfair because we're recording these episodes back to back, and maybe Riley McKenninsko has really up yeah, stepped it up her fan her fan game, and she's like, "What the hell." <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that that may be out of date but um thank you to all of you we really appreciate you uh anthony i uh appreciate your um once again your college sports insight on this episode as well (laughs) yes Um, so maybe a sports radio dj uh is is oh boy (laughs) that's definitely not my call you you can talk about it for a while though that's true we've got so Uh, I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.